When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to issue a, a disclaimer that, that what I'm about to talk about doesn't bother me. I just find it interesting and I find it, I find it f fun topic for the podcast, mm -hmm. but I am not, I am not hung up on it. Okay. Okay. Ellie has a doctor's appointment later today. It's her, it's her 18 month checkup because we were traveling on her the week of her 18 month birthday. Mm -hmm. So the appointment got rescheduled to today. Normally I would, or we would book it at a time when both of us could go, but because it was a last, it was a reschedule and whatever, it's just me. Do you think I'm going to get any comments related to your whereabouts from the people who work at the doctor's office? 100%. Happens every time. Every time we go in there, they say something to the effect of, oh, you brought dad. Or didn't they say something? Because I this is not the first time that I've gone alone, right? Mm -hmm. They said something that time too, right? Like, oh, where's mom or something. I don't think it's malicious. No, it's totally... Like it's like conversation filler yeah. or like a bridge gapper. It's like that kind of thing. It's when you're walking back to the, whatever it's called, the exam room. They just need it's just filler. small chat, small talk. It's right? filler and it's totally chit chat, chit chat, small talk. Um, it's totally filler. It's totally fine. But you could be like, oh, mommy has to work <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm surprised that it happens because, um, I don't know. I feel like that's something that some people might complain about. I totally agree. However, I feel like the nurses are a lot older at the practice we go to. I feel like if our nurses were 20 or 30 somethings that it would be, it different. would be different. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like a generational. Okay. Thing. So what's your number on how many comments will be made? Oh, I think just one, just one. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll take the over. I'll say more than one. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, May 17th, right? Pretty 15. No. Yeah, today's the 17th. Uh, and... Uh, uh, my name is Jeff Dollar, right? Is that how I say it? Are, are you having trouble with words today? <laughs> I just didn't write the date down. So I had to do the math in my head. I'm like, okay, Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th, Sunday the 15th, Monday the 16th. Today is Tuesday, May 17th. My name is Jeff Dollar. And today I am grateful that Ellie's doctor is so close to the house. My like name. We could leave just five minutes before her appointment and be there right on time. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the new budding friendship with Lily and Ellie. They, Lily has been 
traditionally stressed out by Ellie a little bit, like kind of on edge, you know, I don't know. But yesterday or two days ago or three days ago, I don't know, at some point in the past week, they have kind of formed this little bond and Ellie will throw toys to Lily at one point. Lily was chasing Ellie and Ellie thought it was hilarious. So they were playing like chase back and forth and it was so cute. And obviously like we keep an eye on our child when she's around our dogs because they are dogs. But I just think it's really cute. I think it's a little at this point. Do you think it might be a little one sided? Like I think. No, I think it was one sided. And I think now because Lily was like full on chasing her. She was. Yeah, it was really cute. Like fun chasing or like get out of this room chasing. Yeah, like tail wagging, like, you know, and doing it multiple times. And Ellie was like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. Um, Because I for whatever reason, Ellie has now found it very funny when the dog when the dogs run in her direction. So she just thinks it's like when we fill their dog bowl, like she gets a silly grin on her when she feels fills her dog bowl. She gets this silly grin on her face when we open the stair barrier Mm -hmm. and they're going to run by her to go to the like she just thinks that's funny. And I couldn't tell when they were, quote, playing if she just thought it was funny that Lily was running around and Lily was just trying to get away from her, but you say they were they yeah. were playing a little dog, dog kid tag. Yes. All right. I have two cookie stories, two stories that involve eating cookies. One of them figurative, one of them literal. I'm going to tell the literal one first. I was getting Ellie ready for bed the other night and on our way upstairs there, um, I grabbed one of these mini chocolate chip, they're like little bite-sized cookies. What's the brand? Annie's, Annie, the best. Annie's cookies, they're so good. And I walked by and I grabbed one and Ellie saw me grab it. So she's like, hook me up, dad, which she says by saying cookie. So I had to give her one. I gave her a little cookie. We make our way upstairs. We're, we're I'm kind of like cleaning up her room, starting her bath, like, you know, st- just getting things ready. And she set her cookie down on a little ledge and started doing other things. Was paying no mind to the cookie. And we had finished dinner and she had just eaten dinner. So my assumption was she did not want the cookie. Like she was, she had set it down. So I did what I thought was the responsible adult thing. And I grabbed the cookie and I ate it. You ate her cookie. I did. Because rude. If, because so rude. If not, what would have happened is I would have forgot that she put it there. We would have gone on. We were waiting for you to come upstairs. So like you would have come up, given her a bath. I would have left the room. You wouldn't have known the cookie was there. And then next thing you know, we have an ant infestation. Mm-hmm. Right? That was my thought. I was doing a, a service as the parental figure. In this household, is the paternal, is the dad. Like three minutes later, five, I don't know, a few minutes later, she comes up to exactly where she set the cookie down, looked, 
looked on the ground, pulled the curtain aside, looked behind the curtain, looked behind her, looked underneath. She was looking for the cookie that I ate. She's like, I knew, I know I set that down somewhere. She has a lot of words. She is an amazing communicator, but she would not, there was no way for me to communicate that I ate her cookie. So even if I wanted to tell her, stop looking, you're never going to find it. I ate it. Yeah. Or even if I wanted to say, okay, hold on, stay right here. I'm going to go get you another one. Nothing would have. So I just didn't make eye contact and I pretended I didn't see her looking for it. And eventually she gave up, but I felt (laughs) so bad, so bad. What's the, what's the second cookie story? The second cookie story is the figurative one. You ever hear, I think it's a book, but the phrase is eat the frog first. No. You've never heard of that? No. The frog is the most daunting, tedious thing that you have to do in a given day. So if your to-do list is a dozen item long, dozen items long, and one of them is like super intricate, will take a ton of time, is going to involve calling five people, whatever, you're supposed to do that one first and you tackle the toughest thing first thing in the day. Okay. Because then you're alleviated from the burden of that difficult thing being on your to-do list. Yes. Eat the frog first. I agree with that, but yesterday I did the exact opposite. I tackled a, a almost probably a dozen micro anxieties, mm-hmm. like all these tiny little mindless things. Most of them were errands. Like most of them were take this to the post office, drop this off at, at the UPS store, make this return to target, make this return to this store. Um, just rant, fix the flat tire on my bike. Just like all these little random things. I started at eight in the morning and by 11 or 1130, I had completed nine out of the 10 things that were on my list. Mm-hmm. And also while I was at the store, picked up stuff to make dinner, make a homemade sauce for dinner, picked up a healthy lunch. Like, because sometimes I think you just need easy wins. Right. So you were collecting your easy wins while also avoiding the hard one that you added to tackle. It wasn't, no, it's not that it was a hard one. It was just, if I had, if I sat down and tackled one of the big things that I needed to do, it wouldn't have gotten done or it would have like, only one or two things would have gotten done all day yesterday. And I would have not felt like I did enough. I was wondering why you were in such a good mood when we sat down to record this show. And now I know because I because ate the, you cross things off your list because I ate the cookie first. Now I don't recommend doing this. Like I can't do this every day. So wait, I'm confused with the analogy. Is it the cookie or the frog? The frog is the difficult, challenging thing. The cookie is the easy thing. Is the easy thing. So you're saying eat the cookies first. Not every day. But if you are feeling, oh, for me, I was just feeling overwhelmed with big things that needed to get done that I was feeling like were moving very slowly that I just wasn't and and I wasn't feeling good about, very good about myself because I was not getting them done. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just need wins. 
Like, I just need wins. Like, I just need, they don't have to be difficult things. I just need to do some stuff to prove that I'm capable of doing stuff. Right. So, like, I went to Costco and um, ordered tires. So Check. Mindless. Yeah. I didn't even have to do any work. I t- walked to the car with the guy who works at Costco and he's like, oh, this is what type of tire you need. You need the, the 26046 double radio white wall. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. So, yeah, you're right. He was like, all right. And we went in and ordered them. Mindless, but it was a win. It is graduation season. So I thought it would be a good time for me to tell my college graduation story. I don't think I've mentioned this on the show. Um, but I used to feel like I was a total weirdo because when I graduated college, I graduating college was the worst week, like the worst. Oh week. no. And it was the worst week because I found it so stressful. And my high school graduation was amazing. Like it was awesome. The future is ahead of you. You know what you're doing next. It's so exciting. Everyone's excited for you. School is done. You get to do fun stuff and buy stuff for your dorm and and all of that kind of stuff. I felt like I was walking to my death at college graduation. And I feel like that may be more common than most people think, because I think the air around college graduation is, oh, this is really exciting and you've accomplished something and really cool. What people don't tell you is that you'll have 5 million people asking you, so what do you want to do? Do you have a job lined up? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What do you think? So the stress wasn't like a performance anxiety of tripping up the stairs when they call your name or not standing up when they announce your school or something. No. It was performance anxiety that you are not going to be able to perform for the rest of your life. Well, you add like everybody asks you, what do you want to do? What do you, and truthfully, I mean, at 22 or what was I 21? I have no idea. I still don't, you know, now at this point in my like mid thirties, I feel like, okay, maybe I'm starting to know what I'm good at, but I was completely overwhelmed. And I cried literally every single day leading up to college graduation because I was so scared of what the future held. So I would just like to normalize that for a second and say, if you are someone that's graduating and totally scared of it, it's fine. Be scared. Don't let anyone tell you you have to have it figured out because most grownups don't have things figured out. Would it be a um, uh, an extension of of what you're saying, or can we ask people who know college graduates to share that sentiment with them so they feel less alone? Yeah, don't ask anybody what they're going to do after college graduation. Or, I mean, I think what if you go one step beyond that and just say, hey, if you don't know what you're going to do or if you don't have it figured out right now, don't sweat it. Because isn't that – I can't figure out if the job, what the situation is with the job market right now. Like, I know everybody's quitting. Isn't it called the Great Resign or I something like that? I think that was like last year. I think it's still going on, isn't it? Well, I think there's a lot of job openings because people are doing freelance stuff and want to be on their own. Okay. So – but I know that there's also people who can't find jobs. So I just think it's a weird time right now. So I think it would be an extension of what you say, Callie. I think it would be worthwhile to tell new graduates like, yeah, Lily, I think it would be worth telling them that. Somebody just asked Lily what she wants to do with the rest of her <laughs> life. She's very mad about it. Um, 
to not sweat having zero answers, right? Yeah. Most adults have zero answers. You'll figure you'll figure it out and you have the rest of your life to figure it out. The name of this game, Callie, is called Facebook Marketplace Price is Right. I am going to give you two items that I saw a Facebook Marketplace ad for. Your job is to simply guess which one is being sold for more money. Okay. It's so, because even even without even thinking about it, you got a 50-50 shot mm-hmm. of being right or wrong. Uh, but it's just an excuse to talk about the fascinating things that are for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Now, keep in mind, Facebook Marketplace predominantly pre-owned, gently used items. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Not Not, there's not a... Like, it's not a place you go to buy something new. It's something that's been used before. So here are your two items for Facebook Marketplace. Price is right. Number one, uh, there is no description of this, but there is a picture. Um, Here's the picture. The title is Huge Piece of Driftwood. It looks like about a seven-foot-long piece of wood with, like, arms sticking out of it everywhere. Yeah, it's a, I think it would be, I think that's an accurate description. Huge piece of driftwood. That's item one. Uh, Item number two, the Navage Nasal Cleanser. Do you know what this is? Yes, I do. I have seen commercials for it. You, uh, if you're not familiar with it. It's an electronic neti pot, right? Yeah, Yeah, I believe based on this picture that you rest both of your nostrils on a spout of some sort and it shoots water up one side and then I guess pulls it out the other with whatever is. Now, does it say used? Yeah, that's why I pointed out that everything is. Oh my God, okay. Um, I would say that the Navage is more expensive. The used Navage nasal cleanser, $55. The huge piece of driftwood, $200. What? Yep. Um, local pickup only, by the way, for the for the driftwood. All right, round two. Cat grooming and massage comb. Uh, this is a ring that you put your hand through, and then it it has uh, a comb, right? Oh and that cat. Have you ever seen a happier cat? Uh, literally no. Okay. And, uh, so you kind of hold it like, like that, like it's brass knuckles, right? Like the fighting things. Mm -hmm. But instead of knuckles, there's a multi-tooth comb and you just drag it down your cat. Uh, that's item number one. Item number two, Callie, I highlighted this one because I know you've been itching to replace the clock radio Mm -hmm. in our master bedroom. Uh, this is the dream machine from years ago. It's, uh. Radio, alarm clock, and CD player. Ooh. So you can wake up to your favorite local radio station, a gentle tone, or- A compact disc. A track from your most, from your most favorite compact disc. Hmm. Which one of those is more expensive? The cat brusher. The cat brusher, uh, the cat grooming and massage comb, legal name, $9.00. The CD radio alarm clock at Sony Dream Machine, $10. Man. All right. I wonder who sees 
like the cat brush thing and is like, you know what I'm going to take the time to do? I'm going to take the time to don't it's like to put this on Facebook marketplace and have someone pay me for it and also like show up to my house and also all of those things like Goodwill. Five bucks. A lot cheaper. Five bucks is five bucks. We did that when I. Um, we did that when we were selling other things. Well, I don't know what else this person is selling. That's true. Okay. I don't know what. Yeah. When um, we sold the lake house and I was putting stuff out of that, you know, selling stuff. I originally just put up things that were like $25 or more or 35 bucks or whatever, thinking that nobody would want a cat brush thing. But then I realized how easy it is. Basically, all you're doing is snapping a picture and you just type something in like cat brush, submit. And next thing you know, you get a message from somebody going, hey, is the cat brush still available? Fascinating. All right. And then uh, last round for today. Uh, two items. The first, world's smallest monopoly. It's exactly what it sounds like. It is a board game that fits in half the palm of your hand. If you open that box up, there is a tiny little dice. There are tiny little playing cards and there is tiny little monopoly money. It's a, it's a complete monopoly board game, but it is an inch inch and a half long. Uh, Or one year's worth of lint from my dryer. That is not on there. Yep. That is disgusting. So that's uh, dryer lint. You know, when you look at it. That is not. That is not real. That's the whole ad right there. I screenshotted it. Lint from my dryer, about a year's worth. Um, I'm going to, that's disgusting. I'm going to say that the tiny monopoly is more expensive. The tiny monopoly, shockingly inexpensive, 12 bucks. Hmm. I would think something that has that much detail. Would, would be more expensive. Would be more expensive. A dozen dollar bills will get you a tiny monopoly game. But if you want one year's worth of lint from my dryer, can you read that? $250. That's right. So start saving your lint, people. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. Callie suggested I start doing lunges in order to get into shape, and she's right. That would be a big step forward. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time options for your child delivered right to your door. All of their food is free of preservatives, additives, fortifiers, and junk, and it's perfect for kids of all ages. They make organic, fresh baby food, starting with options like pear and zucchini and apple, and then they offer progressions as your baby grows to things with more texture as they transition to table food like blueberry, purple, carrot, overnight oats. Next up is what Ellie is eating which are the plates. They come on a microwavable plate with options like whole wheat penne with marinara and kale and turkey meatballs with a side of broccoli. That's all like one dish. And it's 
main dishes and sides are all in one. You can pop it in the microwave for 60 seconds and you're done. It's that easy. Plus it's healthy and fresh. Most of the baby and kids food at the grocery store is heavily processed and often on the shelf longer than your baby has been in the world, which is not the quality nutrition our kids deserve. All Little Spoon recipes are nutritionally balanced and free of junk. Plus they're delicious. I've actually been trying them with Ellie and they're so good. Here's the best part. Kids meals are under five bucks and the baby food and smoothies snacks are under three bucks. Save hours in your week that you would have spent grocery shopping and meal planning and order delicious meals and snacks from Little Spoon. Get 50% off your first order by going to littlespoon.com and entering the code upside at checkout. Again, that's 50% off your first order by going to littlespoon.com and using the code upside at checkout. Are you one of those people who is a fixer? You want to take care of everyone else. You want to make sure that they're okay. You go above and beyond to take care of others, but you neglect yourself. It is time for you to give you the self-care that you give so generously to others. And BetterHelp Online Therapy can help do that. BetterHelp is a sponsor of The Upside with Callie and Jeff, and we are such advocates of mental health. We are so excited that they have been such a long-time partner with ours. It is time for you to take a step towards taking care of you with therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Upside. Upside. A couple of weeks ago, we were at like a summit, right? And the organizers of the event were all like running around like crazy. And I noticed that all of them were wearing Rothy's. And that is not a coincidence. Rothy's are the most comfortable shoes. Not only are they comfortable, but they're also super cute and they have a ton of styles that you can choose from. I wear my loafer style a lot to work. I also wear the sneaker style, which is my favorite. And you can literally take these right out of the box, put them on your feet, wear them for an eight hour day at work or a long weekend at work, and you will not feel like you are wearing brand new shoes because there's no break in period at all. Also, they're machine washable. I wear mine all the time. And when they get a little smelly, I throw them in a cold, delicate cycle and let them air dry. And they look and feel exactly like the shoes did right when they came out of the box. Your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash upside for $20 off your first order. Here are today's three random things. Number one, Psychology Today magazine says that a place that smells good actually improves your mood. I 1000% agree with that. Really? Yep. Which is interesting because you never like light candles or have oils or anything. I wish I did more of that. I don't think of it because I don't really, you know what, you know what smells the best? Hmm. Freshly cleaned. Like if you go through, not you, but if 
eye, if anyone goes through and like cleans like the bedroom, like deep cleans it, mm-hmm. right? Like Swiffer's the floor, fresh sheets on the bed. Like the lemony fresh yeah. pine salt smell. The, yeah. Does the, um, I always think of pledge because that's what yeah. my mom always used growing up to clean the furniture. That smell, that a room that smells like that. Oh, it's perfect. It's the smell of clean. Instant good mood. So, uh, yeah, if you're trying to improve your mood, then uh, get in a place that smells better. Uh, number two, I feel like I'm going to say this and people will be like, you didn't know that. But on the off chance that there's one person who has never heard of this trick, I'm going to share it. Nothing, not much worse than having to get into your car when it's been in the sun in the summer and it's like a gazillion and six degrees. Especially in, there. in the south. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's what you're supposed to do. Uh, lower your passenger window. And then pump your driver's side door with the window closed a few times because that will suck the hot air out and bring in the outside temperature air. Huh. Interesting. Okay. And it gives your air conditioner a advantage, like kind of a head start. Yeah. Getting it up. And uh, somebody But put, also how dumb are you going to look when you're doing that? I don't care. I hate that. I hate the first few minutes in a hot car. Ugh. Uh, okay. And my uh, third random thing, this is kind of tied into one of my random things from uh, last week, complaints that um, people have about their significant others. Yes. Uh, a marriage therapist shared on TikTok uh, and said that she has seen a change over the past couple of years and she felt the need to share it publicly in hopes that will help other people's marriages. But the number one new complaint that women are making about their husbands is that the men, the husbands are always waiting for the wives to tell them what needs to be done around the house. It's not that they won't do it. It's that they won't do it until they're asked. So the wife has to say, Hey, can you fix the shelf that's broken? Hey, can you load the dishwasher? Hey, do you feel like I have to ask you to do a lot of things? Um, I don't know. I don't really. I don't feel like I ask you to do stuff. No, but we have a pretty good like dividing line. Yeah. Set up like we like we kind of each have our own chores. Yeah. Finger quotes. Like, what's my chore? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really think you do much of anything. I mean, your self-imposed chore is cleaning the kitchen. Cleaning the kitchen, but all the garbage. Like I empty the garbage. Yeah, you do the garbage. Like the diaper pail. Like you don't. What do, do I do? Yeah, I've asked myself that quite a bit. <laughs> you get me gassed. Seriously, what do I do around here? Well, I think most important is um, you keep our insurance alive, which is a good thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do that, and I also um, gave you a child. That too. So I feel like that. But what did I do before that? I don't know. I'm not really sure. This is kind of sad. <laughs> Those are my three random things. We were taking a walk at the park near our house last weekend. And every weekend they have this really cool like farmer's market thing where different, you know, companies come and they set up their booths and whatever. Like farmers? What did I say? Now that you said it's a farmer's market and you're like, where, and then you described what where it is. Farmers it's, like, go. You know, it's like a market. It's like a farmer's market. It's like a market. <laughs> and farmers come to it and they market their stuff. Okay. Okay. That was dumb. So just it, there's a farmer's market within walking distance to our house. So we routinely on Saturdays take Ellie there. And I see the most shocking thing ever when I get there because we're driving around Ellie and her little tricycle thing. And I see a crime scene evidence marker 
on the ground. False. No, I see it. And I know exactly what it is because I watch all of the shows and they put those little, it looks like a, what do you call a 3D triangle? A pyramid? Yeah. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All I can think about was like sphere. Uh, No, that's a, a sphere is a 3D. A uh, circle. Yep. The cube is a 3D. Square. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. So a pyramid, it, you know, and it's like bright yellow and there's like a number you know on it. You what's wild is a diamond is a 3D diamond. Same name, right? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Hmm. <laughs> Anyways, it's a tiny little cone with a number on it. It's a and tiny it's, cone. It's, it's yellow with a number on it. It's yellow. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jeff, somebody left a crime scene thing here last weekend. He's like, you are so dumb. And also lay off the dateline because that's marking where the booths go. And I'm like, yeah, but there's not any other ones around there. And he goes, have you not ever been a vendor at a farmer's market before? I'm like, actually, that's, no, I that's not, not what I said. What I said was, have you ever been to any sort of festival or event before? Because every booth has a space number. And I've never seen that set up before in my life, but it is very confusing to true crime lovers. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word UPSIDE to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. I feel like the, the last 10 minutes of today's show is going to be if you are... One of the people who thinks that Callie is always rude to me or that I am always rude to Callie. Like, I think that or that we don't like each other or whatever. People think we don't like each other? They don't really say that, but like we it interrupt each other or whatever. Like, it started with people saying that I always interrupt you. And then people came to my defense and said, well, if anything, I think Callie always interrupts <gasps> Jeff. People were saying that? Yeah. I, but like, I don't think... Of all the, like the past 10 minutes of the show where uh, I'm making fun of Callie for not knowing what the, the markers were and Callie saying, what do I do around the house? And at some point, I think I cut you off to tell a dumb story or whatever. I don't, neither, I know that I will not give one second of thought to any of that stuff in at any point going forward. Oh, you mean like it, you're not offended no. by our... Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. No. Not, not a thing. But I could understand if you wanted to if you wanted to have the seed in your head that like, oh man, she, she's always so mean to him or he's always so mean to her. You could probably find a lot of that in the past 10 minutes if you wanted it. But I'm telling you, it's not there. At least I don't think. I think Callie likes me. I think. Even though she doesn't do anything around the house. <laughs> The bottom line is it's your desk and you have the right to change your mind on the price and sell it to whoever you want for whatever amount you see fit. It's completely your choice, your right and freedom to do so. I had something very similar happen to me on Facebook Marketplace and when I figured out my item was rare and changed the price, a bunch of old women with way too much time on their hands came after me too. Be careful out there. There are some crazy, crazy people out there, especially on these selling apps.
Bye. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Bombas are my go-to everyday sock. I'm a huge fan of the performance no-shows. They perfectly hug your feet without feeling bulky or uncomfortable. The best thing about Bombas is that when I'm wearing them, I never notice them. And that's because they're never falling out of place or causing a distraction in my day. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. You can even search their website by sport for the ultimate performance fit. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. That's why Bombas donates one item for everyone we buy. Go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. I was just listening to your desk conversation. I had to stop it. Um, that woman was not being nice. She told you because she was mad because she couldn't get it for $200. So she outed the other guy, so you wouldn't sell it to him. That's what happened. She wasn't being nicer than anybody else. She originally only offered you 200 Otherwise, she would have said, Hey, I just want to let you know something. This desk is worth $3,000. I'm willing to give you 500 for it. I will I'm consign it, blah, 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 That would have been her message. She would have had the full upfront issue. She would not have waited and then got frustrated about the fact that she couldn't have it for $50 more. So um, I know this is the upside, but that's just what I believe. So anyways, y'all have a great day. And I think that's the cutest thing with your daughter with the eating and helping with the dogs. It's so sweet. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Thank you to every grocery store and store in the world that has a restroom big enough to bring your cart into. Like at Target, there is a bathroom right by the pharmacy and it's like the family bathroom and it's big enough to bring the whole cart in because, oh my gosh, have you tried to go to the restroom? with your mobilized kid like who's walking but that doesn't understand like don't touch things yet because they're like touching everything and you're just trying to go to the restroom as quickly as you can so if you can bring the cart in and keep them at least contained in the cart where they really can't reach anything that is a lifesaver i mean thank you to the restrooms that that know the struggle hi jeff this is suzanne i am calling because the lady that told you she would give you an extra $50, um, the owner of the consignment shop, she only told you after you refused to sell it to her for that extra $50. So then it was like she told you, oh, well, here, let me give you the information. Had you agreed to sell it to her for the extra 50 over the initial gentleman that was then mowing you the money, she might not have told you because she was just going to give you 250 So I don't think you should sell it to her at all because she was only nice hoping that things came back to her after you told her you wouldn't sell it to her for that extra $50. Don't reward. She doesn't deserve a reward. But that's just my opinion.
Aye. I bought some shoes today because I needed them. The old ones are comfortable. I like them. But they couldn't serve me where I was walking to. But when I put them on, I realized they didn't immediately feel good. It was a little discomfort. But I kept them on and I kept walking. I kept moving. And what I realized was by the end of the day, that discomfort slowly went away. And some of you are starting new journeys, or you need to. And you're scared to put on new shoes because the old ones are comfortable. You're looking for immediate validation, immediate satisfaction, immediate support. And you're not always going to get that. Sometimes you got to keep walking. You got to keep moving until the circumstances and the people around you mold and fit to where you're going. Put on your new shoes.